Now, we are moving from what Bishop was sharing about last week, how to be an A-level Christian. And I believe we are A-level Christians. Amen. We are A-level Christians who just want to be Christ-like. Christ was not average. Christ was not Z. He was A. He was first. Amen. We must be above only and not beneath. Amen. We must do everything in our power never to compromise the standards of God's word. Hallelujah. So today we're going to talk about courage to possess the gates. It's a teaching that you know, but we will amplify it just a little bit. We are reading Matthew chapter 16, and I'm reading from verse 18. I'm reading in the New King James Version, and I'll read another translation also. And I, and I also say to you that you are Peter. And on this rock, I will build my church. And the gates of Hades shall not prevail against it. The New Living Translation. Now I say to you that you are Peter, which means rock. And upon this rock, I will build my church. And all the powers of hell will not conquer it. Now God is talking to Peter, who used to be called Cephas, meaning a reed, lethaka, umthanga. Something that is not solid, something that is fickle, spineless, wishy-washy. He says, we are changing that. You are no longer Cephas. You are Peter the Rock. Because you are in contact with me, because you are my disciple, you are my follower, we are changing your destiny. All of us, before we come into contact with God, we have a life before Christ. How we used to live. And part of it has weaknesses, has disadvantages, negativity and things that are not pleasant. But God says, you are no longer Cephas. Cephas is your past. Being a reed is your past. This is what we are, we are shaping in you. We are shaping a man who has rock-like qualities. And upon this rock, I will build my church. The church he's building, it is not this brick and mortar, steel and aluminum and glasses that are making this building. The church he's building is you and me. He says, I will build my church. And the gates of hell, all the powers of hell will not prevail against it. When God makes you, when God molds you, when God shapes you, when God works in your life, he makes you out of qualities that can never be defeated. He makes you out of ingredients spiritually that can never be destroyed. The devil may try, but he will never succeed. The demons may try, but they will never succeed. Our problem is this. When we go through issues, we fall, we get discouraged, we speak negativity against what God has done. If I drop down and I fall, God made me out of qualities that will enable me to stand. If I take rubber and I throw it on the ground, it bounces back. Because rubber does not bounce back because it wants to. Because that's how it was created. That's how it was created. It will do the things that defines what rubber is. It will not act like steel. It will not act like concrete. It will not act like aluminum. It will not act like plastic. It will act like rubber. So when God is making you act like what he has made you to be a member of the church 
Even though the devil attacks you, oh, he can try everything in his power. He can send all the wiles. He can send all the evil darts. But you have been made by God. I and he made you out of qualities that can never be defeated by evil. So when you speak, when you're going through stress, you face fra, don't cancel the things that God says you are. Don't cancel them. Even when your emotions overwhelm you, know who you are. Know who you are. You are not only emotions. You are a spirit being. You are created in the image of God. You can bounce back. You can stand up from your failure. Oh, that's who you are. I will build my church. I will build my church. And the gates of hell, God says, they may try, but they will never succeed against the kind of church I'm building. So just act like the church of Jesus. Genesis 22, verse 15 and 19. The story of Abraham. It says, Then the angel of the Lord called to Abraham a second time out of heaven. Hey, this brother, this father was blessed, man. The angels seems to be passing through his life. Amen. Mm, Jesus. Hallelujah. Verse 16, and said, by myself I have sworn, says the Lord, because you have done this and have not withheld your son, your only son, verse 15, I will bless you and I will multiply, in multiplying I will multiply you. And your descendants as the stars of the heavens, as the sand of the seashore, and your descendants shall possess the gates of their enemies. Verse 18, and in your seed, all the nations of the earth shall be blessed because you obeyed my voice. God tested the faith of Abraham. And said, Abraham, offer your son as a sacrifice to me. And offer took his only son when he was an old man with no sign that he will have a child again. And went to offer his child. When he was about to kill the son and put him on the fire, God says, no, 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 no. I have seen, I have seen that you believe in me. He says, look the other side. I have provided a ram that you must sacrifice. God says, in response to this brother who has been tested, he says to him, I will make your seed. And three things I want to raise there. They will be like the stars of the heavens. Oh, Jesus. The stars of the heavens. The stars of the heaven. A star is irrelevant when there is light. A star shines in darkness. If you are Abraham's seed, the reason you are the church that cannot be destroyed is that you shine in the midst of darkness. of you. That is where the glory of God, the potential of God shines through you. Darkness can never overcome you. That is why Paul says to the church in Philippi, shine as lights in the midst of this crooked and perverse generation. Don't be afraid of darkness. Because darkness, that's where you are powerful. Darkness Darkness, that's where you cash in on the blessings of God. Wow. 
Have you seen the star on a clear sky? In a dark night. How beautiful they are. But they are only brilliant in darkness. Sometimes you don't know who you are. No more color at the darkest hour. Hey, smell the coffee, man. It's God's appointed hour. It's for your time. It's for your time. This is your moment for you to shine. Where there is trouble, where there is lack, where the devils are coming out of every corner, it's a time for you to use the power that God has given to you. It's for time for your faith to shine, for your prayers to shine, for the word you have been reading to shine. It's not a time for suicide. Uh, it's not a time of being discouraged to speak negativity. Stand still and see the power of God in darkness. Oh, the Holy Spirit works in darkness. Genesis 1 verse 1 and verse 2. The earth was with dark without form. And only water was covering the earth. The Lord said, let there be light. Jesus. Let there be light in darkness. You are the star of God in your family when there is trouble. You are that star. God says, I will multiply you like the sand of the seas. God took one family to create a nation. Sometimes you come from a family when people look at it, they just undermine it. They just undermine it. Disrespect you. Overlook you. But they are not there when God speaks to you. When God spoke to Abraham, nobody was there but the angel of the Lord. Nobody was there. Nobody knew the plans that God had for one family. Nobody knew. As they undermine you. They don't know God's multiplying power. God never calls the crowd when he talks to you. His works are a mystery. Abantubokkine Upaiza. Unenkinga. Five years tugutuku. Yonke ntwichinchi. Yonke ntwichinchi. The business you did not have comes into being. The cars you did not have comes into being. The influence you did not have comes into being. Because God, when he's at work, he does not tell people. The angel of the Lord made a secret visit. The angel of the Lord made a secret visit. They looked at the man who was childless. No child, no descendant. But the angel of the Lord visited second time. The first one delivered a baby. The second one comes to multiply a baby. Uh. You know why? Whatever God starts, he never leaves it as it is. He will finish it. But he does not announce when he comes to prosper you. When he comes to change your poverty. When he comes to change your abuse. When he comes to wipe your tears. He does not announce. Oh, he does not announce. He does not put it on TV. He does not put it on WhatsApp. He does not put it on Twitter. It is not on social media. He comes at your prayer time. He comes when you are on your knees. He comes when you are fasting. He comes when you are reading the word. When you are speaking the word. 
calling things that be not as though they are. For God is not a man that he should lie. Whatever he promises, he fulfills it. Oh, this God. God who's a mystery. Ah, there is a God. Oh, he says, go into the closet. Tell it to the Lord in prayer. The third thing he says to Abraham, your seed, your seed, Abraham, they will possess the gates. resignation letter. Your enemies, they don't wish good for you. They bewitch you. They speak bad against you. They gossip against you. When you come, they smile. When you leave, they spit against you. Your enemies. God says the word. Where they are ruling, you will rule. Where they are leading, you will lead. You will possess the gates of your enemies. He's the same God who prepares a table. (laughs) He's the same God who prepares your table. Don't be worried, Mama Logobakuluma. God is preparing. He's preparing. He's giving you the skills for you to come and take over. Don't worry. This is preparation time. This is time to arm yourself. When they are enjoying the good of the land, don't worry. Let them enjoy what it lasts. You are the next government. You are the next leader. You are the next CEO. You are going to buy out their business. You are the next employer. They're going to send CVs to you. God is preparing. Preparing. Let's look at the word possess. What does it mean? The word possess is the word yorash. In Hebrew, it means to seize or to grab. Hey, it's a strong word. It means to take possession or take hold of. It means to inherit. Because it's your right. You enforce the will that has mentioned you. You know when you inherit something and your parents have written there, house number so and so, in sentin. Number 154, Rivonia. Give it to Bongani Nturi. Unless you enforce the will, it will go unused. Or somebody will be an illegal tenant. You must inherit. It also means to occupy. 
means you must use what God has given to you. Somehow God has placed us in gates, but we are afraid to occupy. We are afraid. Vacancies are available in our apply. Why? 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 better. You've been making tea in that place for, for, for 30 years. There's nothing difficult about answering a phone. Florence, could you kindly give us three? Yes, man. Yes. Angit. Angit. Why can't you ask the person who is leaving after hours to teach you how to operate that system? And answer the course. And get an upgrade. If nobody upgrades you, you must upgrade yourself. Nobody will affirm you the way God affirms you. Yes. You must make them to affirm you the way God affirms you. You must make them to see you as God sees you. You must make them to respect you as God respects you. You must make them to value you as God values you. Let's look at the word. This word has military connotation. You see, when people left Europe in the 15th century, are you there? They used their own transport boats and went to a land they did not know. And down the line, they discovered territories. When they came to Africa, America, Asia, they were not nice people. And I'm not talking politics, I'm talking history. They didn't load cows in the ships. Those cows would be dead after a week of them in that ship. Are you there? Yeah. They came. Arrived around there evicted people and took over the land. That's how it happens. I know people are going to be sensitive, but that's how it happens. People disrespect you. But what are you doing? What are you doing when people are violating the blessings that God has given to you? God affirms you. God respects you. Another human being who's created in the image of God wants to lift themselves to a level of God. Why do you allow them? Why do you allow them? The Bible only said fear God. That's what the Bible says. God wants us to take control. If the devil is messing up with your family, you don't just sit there and relax. You must use the spiritual power you have to invict the devil. Out of your children, out of your family, out of your money, Let's define the word gates. 
This word means an opening, a door, a large opening through a wall to gain access like a border. Historically, there were gates in fortified structures, in places where courts were convened, and in places where elders met. So gates, they represent, therefore, a seat of decision-making, a seat of power and control, a seat of strength, a seat that controls access. So whoever controls the access, the gates controls the city. When we say possess your gates, we are saying go back and reclaim your decision-making power. Don't outsource it. There's things that are your choice. It is choice how you allow people to treat you. If you are inferior before people, you gave them permission. It's about time you remind them. I'm equal to you. Just because I respect you as my leader, it does not mean I'm weak. I'm just humble. Just because when you are shouting, I don't shout back. The the issue is not that I can't take you. The issue is that I've got manners. If you argue with a fool, nobody will see the difference. I don't want to be as foolish as you are. Reclaim your decision-making power. Mazalon, spiritually, read the Bible for yourself. Are you there? The Bible was not written for experts. It was written for the church. And you are the church. Pray for yourself. Some of you people have stolen your money. Bring 5,000. If you are a single person, we'll pray for you to be married. Let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. If this person who I give 5,000 to is a Christian like me and serve the same God like me, what stops me to pray to the same God without paying anything? What stops me? What stops me? We love intermediaries. Mina, I don't want any intermediary. I don't want an intercessor between me and my God. The only intercessor who's in the right place is Jesus Christ. One mediator, one God, one Lord. When intercessors are praying for me, they don't tell me they are praying for me. They pray for me because the Holy Spirit raises them to pray for me. They don't announce. But why do we have intercessors we have to pay? To be debt free. Why do we have to have intercessors we have to pray to have businesses that are succeeding? Why do we have to have intercessors we have to pay for us to have good jobs? Why can't we pray to the same God? I don't even trust my own ancestors to open doors for me. I don't trust them. My own ancestors, I don't trust. I don't trust dead people to pray for me. Now, now, now please, don't go out offended. I, I've never said anything against your ancestors. I have never spoken any. I'm talking about my own dead people. My own. I don't know your ancestors. I don't know how gifted are they. I don't know how anointed are they. I don't know. I can't speak for them. Things. 
Ngabanya bantu. Gifunu kuziela. I'm reclaiming my power. I'm occupying my seat. Some of us, our things are not going anywhere. Because we have outsourced decision-making power. We have made them superpowers. What did Jesus say? All power, all authority I give to you. Who to who did he give? Disciples. Disciples. The same power I have, you have. Because Jesus rose from the dead and gave us that power. Use the name of Jesus. There's power in the name of Jesus. Demons tremble at the name of Jesus. That door, that name opens doors where there is no door. Why can't you use it? Imagine, Paul had to beg the church in in Philippa, in Ephesus. He says to me, Oh, Nyanbono Gutmanje, Nifunugulingi Selamina. He says, No, fine. Then imitate me as I imitate Christ. Mina, then you can imitate me. But Mina, no, I'm imitating Christ. Don't imitate other things. Imitate me as I. That's what he's saying. I'm the kind of leader who's imitating Christ. Jesus, break the veil where all of us can come into the presence of God. In his name, we don't need goats. We don't need sheep. We don't need the blood of chickens. We need the blood of the lamb without spot, without wrinkle. chicken. There are seven gates. Gate of religion, spirituality. Some are called in this gate. Gates of family. All of us are in families. We need to have strong families. We need to protect families. Gates of government. We are all under governments. We vote for governments. We must hold them accountable and responsible. Gates of economics. We are all affected by economic issues. Gates of education. We need to be educated. Self-education, formal education, informal education. Gates of communication. We must have equal access to education, to communication. Because through education, we get educated. Through education, we do business, we get empowered. Gates of arts, sports, and entertainment. Others have a gift, and God wants you to possess that gate. Let's kill this mentality which when you are in the arts, when you are in entertainment, you're working for the devil. Bring a spiritual, a moral color. Bring an ethical color. Bring an earth, a color of integrity in your gate. Let's get rid of stereotypes. And the same spiritual people, by Tandy TV, by Tanda, by Tanda. When they are with us, they act spiritual. But Isolo, they were at the game watching soccer. They were there. <laughs> Today I want to talk about the gates of economics. Finances, money, production. We must renew our minds about wealth. Because sometimes 
Our thinking is full of misconceptions. And we must think right economically according to the word of God. And these are ways we can renew our minds and renew our thinking. Number one, God owns everything. Psalms 24 verse 1 reads, The earth is the Lord's. Does not belong to any political party. Does not belong to any special race. The earth, the land, the earth, the land. The earth, the land, the land, the land. The earth, the earth, the earth. earth. This is biblical. The earth, the land, the land. Does not belong to any specific people. Privileged only. No, no, no. The land everywhere. The land, whether it's beachfront. The land. Whether it's in the north, the land. Go read, this is the Bible. The earth, it is the Lord's. He created the land. And everything that is on it and under it belongs to the Lord. Everything. And all who live in it, now we. <laughs> now we. Now we. There's people who are owning the land and they've forgotten themselves that they belong to God. And everything that lives in it belongs to God. You belong to God. Whether Pulusitsu or Apulusu, Whatever your religion is, you belong to God. Whatever your race is, you belong to God. Whatever your language is, you belong to God. The earth. Psalms 50 verse 10 to 12. For every living animal of the forest is mine. Hey. A cattle on a thousand hill. Ram steak. Every bed in the mountains. Every creature in the field, they are mine. Game. If I were hungry, I wouldn't tell you. The world is mine and all that is in it. Haggai 2 verse 8. Those who who are saying they own the mines. Hmm. What a surprise. Silver is mine, God says. Gold is mine, declares the Lord. Declares. Now Randy Alcon says, if God was the owner, because people are acting as if he's not the owner, I needed to adopt a mentality, a steward's mentality towards the assets he has entrusted to, not given to me. You have been entrusted. You are not the owner. If you were the owner, maufa, you were going to Ohambe, nomhlaba wako. Ngeshwa, ngeshwa. Neshwa Sigubega Sigubindela foot Mobu Mobu And the spirit goes back to God Neshwa We bury you In the soil you say you own A steward manages the assets for the owner's benefit. The steward carries no sense of entitlement to the assets he manages. It's his job to find out what the owner wants done with his assets. They carry out his will. You see, people are acting as if South Africa belongs to only them. 
America belongs to only them. You see, even this issue of xenophobia, we will be humbled. Because people have the right to move wherever they want to move. They have the right. As long as it's God's earth. If God sends them from wherever he wants to send them. What did God say? If God speaks to somebody in Asia and he reads Matthew 28, verse 18, go therefore into all the world. What? Who said China? I don't know. Wapulus. Are you there? God says, Wena, Hamba Yoshumae. In all the world, as he comes, as he comes, all the world leads him to South Africa. And we are xenophobic. Because God, with his land, can instruct and deploy whoever he wants to deploy and send them anywhere. And who are you? It is God's will for you to have plenty. Plenty. Genesis 13 verse 1 to 2. So Abraham went up from Egypt to Negev, Kezet with his wife and everything he had. And I'm happy the wife was not included in the everything. <laughs> Are you there? The wife came before everything. Because we are living in a world where women are a possession. Abraham was advanced for his time because he worked with God. You can never discriminate against woman if you walk with God. You can't. Verse 2. And Abraham became very rich in livestock, in silver and gold. The very things that God says belong to him. He became rich. Ah, listen to this. I like what Billy Graham said. Nothing is wrong with men possessing riches. The wrong comes when riches possess the man. Job chapter 1, verse 1 to 3. In the land of Uz, there lived a man whose name was Job. This man was blameless and upright, and he feared God. He shunned evil. He was a holy man. He had seven sons and seven daughters. Oh, this woman. <laughs> Jesus. Ha! These women are no longer there in our time. Ha! Give birth to ten children. Hey, the medical aid would be complaining. He owned 7,000 sheep, 3,000 camels, 500 yoke of oxen, 500 donkeys, and a large number of servants, and the greatest men amongst the people of the East. You see, Bazalan, God wants you to have abundant. You see, the world as God created it, is abundant with enough for everyone. Provided, as Chad Meyer says, communities restrain their appetites and live within their means. Our problem here on earth is greed. We demand more than we need and we can use. That's our problem. Good abundance is only for a few. Because instead of us sharing, those who have more access, they 
accumulate more. More than they need. You see, the reality is that even when God has created this world, for everybody to have enough, some have less or nothing. That's the reality. There's people who have less, less education, less money, poor house. They have housing, but it's poor. There's people who don't have any house. They live under the bridge. While some of us, we have four properties. Another one you visit twice a year on holiday. You still pay the lights. You still pay the rates. And the person who cleans it, but nobody lives there. Whilst others have more or too much, but they still want to have. Here's this person, earns four million as a salary, as an executive as a director general, as this and this, as a whatever. But they still steal. Get kickbacks. Pass tenders, favors. Inflate invoices to get a kickback. They still have four million. At the end of the month, they have not touched the first salary they've received four months ago. They have not touched it. But they still steal. But they have more. They have more. Greed. So we need to act justly and rightly as children of God so that everybody's need can be met legitimately. You see, when you are a child of God, God does not mind when you are wealthy because you are an honest believer. But he gives you the challenge to expand his mission and share generously with those who desperately need support. Dr. David Jeremiah says, God is, he says, giving is how you remember how much you have been given. Then you share. Number three. God's wish for you, according to John, 3 John 2. Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health just as your soul prospers. You see, God, when he addresses us through Paul, through John, he says, beloved, batandwa. Ah, what an affirmation. Batandwa. Baradua, ratolaka. I pray that you may prosper, succeed in every little thing. Succeed in your marriage, succeed in your career, succeed in your business. Everywhere. I pray that you may succeed in all things. It's in the Bible. I pray that you may be in health. Not only those who have medical aid. That we may be in health. We may be healthy. Just as your soul, your mind, your emotions prosper. God says, I don't want you to have mental confusion. I don't want you to have emotional meltdown. I don't want you to have fra, worry, anxiety, depression, and stress. That's what God wishes for us. But we have stress because we have financial problems. We have stress because we have marital problems. We have stress because we are unemployed. You see, Bazalon, God does not want you or anybody to be poor or to have lack. Poverty does not come from God. It is a product of sin and injustice and discrimination. See me? 
Some who people are poor not because they are lazy. There's nobody who who ofuga jatai. That's any villa panamanje. Ngobangizo bampofu. Wake up tomorrow and see next to hardware shops. People wake up with tools. Looking for a van, a car that will pick them for a job. And tell me, those people want to be poor. Go and look at where they stay. When I renovated around my house, one time I went and I got some guys and I ended up delivering them kohani ju. When I was driving kamuhara, and I looked at how people are living in squalor. That's where they live. The bricklayers, that's where they live. The carpenters, that's where they live. The industrious people, the people who are building this economy. The people who are building the infrastructure. Then you tell me your poverty comes from laziness. It comes from injustice. There is a historical story to poverty. Years of exclusion. There's a racial tint. Look who is poor. What color they are. Look. God is not a God who promotes these things. If you read Psalms, uh, if you read, I think, Isaiah 45, I don't have it on my notes, verse 21, God says, God says, come to me, tell me your story. Bring your case to me. There is no other God like me. I'm the just God. God will never be on the side of the oppressors. God will never be on the side of the unjust. God will not be on the side of the discriminators. Even when the Bible speaks about the anointing, Jesus says in Luke 4, 18, the spirit of the Lord is upon me to preach the good news to the poor. What is good news to the poor? God wants you to prosper in all things. God wants you to be in health. God wants you to be emotionally sound. Your soul must prosper. But that's not where the majority of the people are. Eli Kamarov says, poverty is like the punishment for the crime you did not commit. Children who are born in poverty are likely to be in that circle unless there's just intervention. Their children are likely to be poor. Look at ourselves, middle class, who are affirmed. Our children are the next middle class. Your children are the 5% who are going to a private school. Who are going to a model school. And there's nothing wrong. I'm talking the truth. Let's talk. It might, that's the truth. If you drive a car, your children are going to drive a car. If your house has electricity, your children are going to have a house that has electricity. If you are a professional, your children are going to be professional. If you are a business person, your children are going to be entrepreneurs. Go look at the Indians. something people don't want handouts the solution is not charity the solution is justice what is power what is power we must share power we are happy we have political power we can vote but if you vote with an empty stomach vote from mkuku Vote from a house that is having a roof that is leaking. That can be on fire anytime. A house that made out of a tin that has no privacy. You have voted. 
but you have never seen economic justice, social justice. Never seen it. All these solutions that people are talking about, they're not going to solve problems until we go to the bottom of what God says. What is God wishing for everybody? God is not only wishing for success for the middle class. Like I'm middle class. It's a fact. It's a fact. I'm middle class. It's a fact. Prosperity is not for me only. It's for my domestic worker. It's for my gardener. It's for the petrol attendant who puts petrol in my car. Prosperity is for that cashier when I buy in the classy retail shop. Sometimes it bugs me where we stay. Come out here, our shop closes at around 9 o'clock or so. And at that time, you see a queue of people waiting for taxis. Maybe 50 of them. 50, waiting for taxis. That come in a drop. They're going to be home at 12 o'clock and expected to wake up at 4 to have another taxi so that they are at work at 8 o'clock. Some of the attitudes of customer service, people have not been sleeping. If you drive, at, if you drive when those, next to those, you see people are sleeping in Texas going home. Sleeping, exhausted, shout at it. Uh... We must fight poverty. With all his permutation. Because the God we serve. He is a just God. He is a compassionate God. This is Mandela week. President Mandela said. Overcoming poverty is not a gesture of charity. Of charity. It is the protection of the fundamental human right. The right to dignity and a right to decent life. Pastor all the leaders in all the seven gates, we must rise up and take responsibility. That we are going to fight for a just society. We are going to fight to eradicate poverty. Poverty is the greatest violence against humanity. That's what Mahatma Gandhi said. We must fight it. We must not fight you as a manager perpetuating oppression. Because we're in a Sony school. You don't understand where you come from. I'm not talking about being indisciplined. But sometimes we, we act as if we are the oppressor. When we ourselves have been oppressed. All of us in our gates, in the gates of religion. We must not be the one who are exploiting the poor. Selling oils that don't do anything. Except to make people shiny. We sell them. Where are we selling them? Amongst the poor. Siphoning money out. Creating false hope. When people are desperate... Harina conscience, man. Harina conscience. How do you sell a lie to somebody who's looking for your hand to take him out of a dungeon? In the gate of politics. We must hold our politicians accountable. It's not about them. They are called ministers, servants, for a reason. In the gates of economics, we must not have these unnecessary salary disparities. One person, what they earn, an ordinary worker will never earn in their lifestyle. What they earn in one year, 
An ordinary worker will never earn it in their lifetime. It goes to one person. We're looking as the church. We serve a just God. We're thinking about our own prosperity. Let me close. God wishes for us, all of us, to be well supplied. To be prosperous in all the important areas of our lives. Nelson Mandela said, as long as poverty, injustice, and gross inequality exist in our world, none of us can truly rest. In your middle class home, in your upper class home, are you there? So only another class. But it's the class in between. Akir, can I be saying? Kafis must fall was there. Missy middle. Hey, I go see me South Africa, my daughter. It's the poor, the people on the grassroots. It's the missing middle. It's the middle class. It's the elite. That's a reality, Basala. That's a reality. Honali missing middle. Rona missing middle. Rona middle class. Rona elites. We will never rest when our neighbor down the line is hungry, is staying in a bed house. We will stay in houses with butler doors with alarm systems, with armed responses, we will be in prisons. We'll be leaders who have bodyguards because people are angry against us. They, they want to take it on us. We'll never rest. We'll never rest. Father, I thank you. For you are such a good God. May you help us in our land, O oh God, to deal with inequality. Help us to possess our gates, even the gate of economics, and make a difference, O oh God. We are called for such a time as this. We are called for such a time as this. We are called, O oh God, to be the light in darkness. We are called to make a difference. And some of us, oh God, we have been marginalized. We have been so downtrodden, oh God. We don't think we are even human. Oh, restore us, oh God. That we may reclaim our decision-making power. That we are not going to be anybody's doormat anymore. We are royalty. We are the head and not the tail. We are above only. We are the apple of God's eye. We are seated with Christ in heavenly places. We are not going to allow anybody to make us what we are not. Father, we carry wounds of marginalization, wounds of exclusion, wounds of oppression, wherever we are. But we pray, you are the balm in Gilead. You can heal our wounds. Heal the wounds, O oh God. Heal the minds that have been damaged to have fear to challenge oppression. To challenge injustice to reclaim our spot in our gate and make a difference in the name of Jesus Father you have affirmed us we're not going to wait for anybody to affirm us we are going to be what you want us to be in the name of Jesus I pray in Jesus name I pray for the blessing of this word upon everybody may you move in this place may you touch people may you heal may you restore may you empower may you be, grant people the courage to arise, to arise, to arise, oh God, to arise, I pray. Oh, Holy Spirit, I pray. Spirit of grace, spirit of resurrection. Oh, I pray. Move in this place in the name of Jesus. Move in this place. Revive shattered dreams. In the name of Jesus, let your children dream again of a life beyond poverty.
of a life beyond abuse of a life beyond exclusion that they may prosper in everything because that is your wish that is your wish we pray we pray for the God we pray we pray for the God we pray in Jesus name in Jesus name whatever the need that is in this place your hand is not too short to save for you are mighty to deliver you are excellent in working because you are God you are excellent. You are excellent. You turn beauty out of ashes. Oh, Rakasida Bahaya. Mandra Bakasata Tataria Salabaka. Rogozila Bekaria Salabahando Sir. Rababa Bakaria Sanda Takaria Sal. Rebe Gosta Rebe Kosiala Bahai. In the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name. As we have our eyes closed, every head bowed, I want to make a special prayer.